Jim was talking about, uh, you know, Lynn is so tall, and, and uh, in high school, of course, he was recruited to play basketball, and, and people like Jim and me, we were recruited to shoot marbles, I think, so. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Oh man, what a, man, I want you to look around. What a wonderful group. Man, what a tremendous class. And I want you to know you are in a very special place. And this is a great class with a great tradition and great history. Uh, you've had three teachers. And so uh, just a wonderful legacy. I want to do a commercial. Um, on November the 6th, at 5 o'clock in the evening or afternoon, we're going to have a baptism service. And we did one of these uh, last year. And so at 5 o'clock on November the 6th, we're going to have just a baptism service. And already got some lined up for baptism. But if you know of anyone who would like to be baptized uh, on November the 6th, now, there are some that are awaiting baptism, but then there are some that maybe 20, 30 years ago, uh, you had an experience and you just want to renew your commitment and you'd like to be baptized. And I would be honored uh, to do that. And so November the 6th, if you're interested, give me a call, shoot me an email, and I'll be glad to do that. 1 Peter chapter 5. Well, let's give the devil a black eye. Amen? I'm going to let him have it. Today we're going to talk about how to deal with the devil. Diablo. We're going to talk about the arch enemy of our faith and how we can defeat the devil in our lives. He is real. He is a real person. A real adversary. He's been around a long time. But he is out of new ideas. He does the same old thing over and over and over again. And we are so gullible, we keep falling for it. I heard the story about two little boys that were talking about the devil. And these two little boys got together and, and they were discussing as to the fact whether the devil was real. And, uh, you know, they were talking, one little boy said, Oh, the devil's not real. He, you know, he's just made up. He's just a fairy tale. And uh, then the other boy said, Yeah, I agree. He's just like Santa Claus. He turns out to be your daddy. <laughs> I hope that's not true, okay? And... No, the devil's not your daddy, alright? And, and uh, ladies, the devil's not your husband, alright? And men, he's not your wife, okay? So... I had to sneak that in there, be fair about it. Pray for me, alright. Look in your Bible just to verse number 8. 1 Peter 5, verse 8. 
Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Peter closes his letter by discussing the devil. Years ago, I went on a safari in Kenya. And I'd been on a mission trip, and so we went to this animal park there north of Nairobi. And I was all excited, and they had these pop-up vans that we were in where the top just kind of popped up, and we could stand and peek out. And and so we're driving through there, and and, uh, I, I wanted to get out. You know, I, I wanted out of that van. I wanted to get out there and walk through the grass and walk through the savannah. So anyway, the van stopped. And so I reached for the door and I opened up the door and I was walking out of the van. And I heard the driver say, Hakuna, Hakuna! Simba, Simba! Yeah, a lion. I knew what Hakuna meant, meant no, because I'd seen the Lion King, I knew what that meant. (laughs) You know, Hakuna Matata, no worries. And I knew what Simba meant, because I'd seen the Lion King, you know, I knew all my Swahili. (laughs) And I looked over in the grass, and sure enough, Raising up out of the grass was this blonde line that just kind of blended in. And I thought to myself, that is just like the devil. He kind of blends in. And then he raises his ugly head and he's got you. Well, 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1-4 through 4 that we looked at last week talked about the shepherds. And so Peter moves from talking about the shepherds to talking about the sheep. Now, good shepherds need good sheep. Good leaders need good followers. And the devil just throws a wrench in the works. Cotton Mather in a commentary, said these words, God has indeed the devil on the chain, but has horribly lengthened the chain. And I thought about that. The devil's on the chain. God has him on the chain, but that chain has a long leash on it. And the devil can get out there and cause havoc in the church, in a home, in a nation, because he roams about like a roaring lion. Now, the devil is not omnipresent. He's not. That's a God thing. Only God can be two places at once. But, though the devil may be in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Can I get a witness there? <laughs> or the devil may be in Moscow, 
But the devil has a whole lot of demons that roam around and are his messengers. The devil does not possess God-like qualities. He is not omnipresent. He is not omniscient, doesn't know the future. He is not uh, omnipotent, all-powerful. He is limited. But the devil does know how to read the Bible. And the devil knows the book of Revelation. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. We face many enemies in the Christian life. The world, the flesh, and the devil. Smith, in the Bible Dictionary, Smith's Bible Dictionary describes the word devil meaning slanderer. The word devil literally means one that slanders. And so, the devil's main job is to slander you and I before God. And the devil slanders God before us. It's a two-way street. And so, all that the devil tries to dream up, all that the devil tries to attack us with, behind that is this slander that he is always doing. I tell you, I don't mind a fight, but a fair fight is eyeball to eyeball. I was watching my favorite movie the other night. My favorite movie is what, Pam? Patton. I love Patton. I love that movie. And Patton said about Rommel, he said, I wish it was like in the olden days. He said, I'd get in my tank, he'd get in his tank, we'd get out there, we'd get it on, and the winner would win the war. Sometimes I wish it was like that with Satan. But I got good news. One day in the future, it's going to be. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm getting ahead. We're going to get to that in a moment. The persecution that was going on here in the first century. Remember, Peter talked about the fiery trial among you. Literally, the burning ones among you. There, there were those being burned at the stake for the faith. Nero was the emperor. Now, I don't think this verse number 8 is talking about Nero. I think it's talking about Satan. But I do know that Nero the emperor was being used by the devil. And so the persecution that the church faces today, behind it is Satan or the devil. He knows according to the book of Revelation, he is not going to win the war. So he's trying to harass, intimidate, slander, and do everything He can to make our lives miserable. And if we live according to what we see, we're going to be miserable. But if we live according to faith, we're going to have joy and peace. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. The conviction of things hoped for. I've got to move on. 
Pam always says I spend too much time in introduction here, all right? And I, I, I do. But anyway, let, let me give you today four, four ways that we can deal with the devil. Number one, we've got to be submissive under the power of God. Man, my, my fighting is in the power and in the strength and in the majesty and in the dominion of God. Boy, He is on my side. I fight in His power. Now, I want you to look here at verses 5 through 7. 1 Peter chapter 5, let's read 5 through 7. You younger men likewise be subject to your elders, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. For God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. Now, the word submit that you find in that passage is that Greek word that means to line your life under the umbrella of somebody else. Have you ever had a, an umbrella go haywire? I had a funeral one time. I got out and I was walking towards the graveside and the wind was blowing. And instead of that umbrella covering like this, it went right straight up. And so there I am walking with this stick. <laughs> funeral director smart off and said, can't they buy you a better umbrella? <laughs> I about beat him to death with it. <laughs> listen to me. You can line your life under some other umbrella, but it's not going to be good in the storm. The only umbrella that you want to get under is the power of God, the God of the Bible and His Son, Jesus Christ. Be submissive to the right people. Verse number 5 says, Be subject to the elders. When I read that, I thought, I kind of like that because it means we ought to be subject to the older men. Well, that's really not what it's saying. It's saying the elders, the spiritual leaders in the church, spiritual icons in the church. I was at uh, deacons meeting the other night. And by the way, we just have the best deacons meetings in the world. We really do. It, it's just, I mean, you just want to love one another and it's just so encouraging and I was looking at the deacons there that are lifetime deacons and I thought what pillars of the faith these men have been and I was looking across that deacon body that group and I thought isn't it great to know that there are elders there are men that have paid the price that have gone through their spiritual journey that's who Peter is talking about. The elders of the church. Now, there's an interesting phrase here. It says in verse number 5, 
that we are to clothe ourselves with humility. Clothe ourselves. That word clothe means to tie on. Means to tie something on. It means that we are to tie on humility. Like putting on a garment. Not too long ago, I thought I'd make a new fashion statement. Thought I'd try out a bow tie. Can't you see me in a bow tie? I thought I'd try out a bow tie. Lynn's saying, yeah. I thought I'd try one out, so I went out and bought one. I got on YouTube. And they've got these videos up that show you how to tie one. I like to choke myself to death. I, I got so mad, I, I set fire to the thing. You know, some folks try to tie on humility and it just doesn't work. Do you know someone who just has more, more ego than they ought to have? Do you know someone that's got more pride than they ought to have? Well, come on now. <laughs> we all know somebody like that. The Bible says we are to be submissive to the right people. Well, we're also to be submissive to divine purposes. Uh, verses 5 through 7, you find this word, but. It says, um, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And then you find in verse 5 this wonderful word, grace. It's the word charis. means the unmerited favor of God. God gives His unmerited favor to those who are humble. And then in verse number 6, it says that God exalts the humble. God has a way of lifting up those that are humble. And I, I love this verse number 7. Because God lifts us up, we can cast all our worry, anxiety on Him because He cares for you. Are you a worrywart? Oh, I'm, I'm a professional at it. Man, I worry because I don't have anything to worry about. I'm thinking I should be worried about something. I, I am a worrywart. My, my next blog that will be on the church website is called Worrywart. I am. And, but when I read this verse, it says, because God gives grace... And because we humble ourselves before Him, and because God gives us grace, then at the proper time, God has a way of lifting us when we cast all our worry on Him. Mm. I like the old spiritual song, His eye is on the sparrow. Woo! And I know He watches me. Boy, that's the kind of God that we have. So let's give the devil a black eye. Let's give him a kick in the keister. All right? 
Let's work him over. Be submissive under the right power. Under the power of God. Alright, number two. Number two. Secondly, we've got to be steadfast through the principles of God. And that's verses 8 and 9. Let's look at verse 8. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Now, one principle I find there is that Satan is a... What kind of a lion? Say it again. What kind? Didn't say a devouring lion, did it? Didn't say a biting lion, did it? Sometimes we're more afraid of the bark than the bite. He is a roaring lion. He likes to roar. Well, we find here about, about the principles of God. These principles, really, we need to recall the basics. Verse number 8, be on the alert. Do you remember the time that Simon Peter was there in the Garden of Gethsemane? Jesus said, wait and watch. And he fell asleep. And when he fell asleep and woke up, Satan used him with the sword, right? Cut off the ear of Malchus. One of the basic things we've got to realize is that prayer and Bible study. Prayer and Bible study will ward off the attacks of Satan. There's no Chinese proverb that says, no Bible, no breakfast. A lot of folks would starve to death, wouldn't they? No Bible, no breakfast. Well, verse number 9, but resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. Peter says, resist him because these same things are going on amongst the brethren. And notice also there in verse number 9, it says to be firm, firm in the faith. Don't be wishy-washy uh, don't, don't be like trying to nail jello to the wall. That's hard to do, isn't it? Be firm in the faith. And then, remember the other saints. I want to tell you the wonderful thing about church. Right now, Bob Steele and Marie are going through a, a trial with Greg. And you and I need to pray for him and encourage him and support him. Others in this room are going through trials. The neat thing is, not all of God's people go through the trial at the same time. That's why we can encourage and support and pray for one another as we go through trials. It's a neat thing about the church. Well, let me move on. I've got to hurry. Number three. I'm going to run out of time. Number three. We need to be secure in the providence of God. 
How do we deal with the devil? Well, be secure in the providence of God. And that's verses 10 and 11. Verse 10. After you have suffered for a little while. Let me stop right there. I am so thankful for the two words, little while. Man, it don't last forever. God knows when to rein Satan in. If you're having a trial, you suffer for a little while. And then you see this wonderful provision again, the word grace. The God of all grace. The God of all grace. In Hebrews, when we are told to pray, it says that we are to come boldly to the throne of grace. All grace. And then we find that God will Himself. You see that there in verse number 10? That will Himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. In other words, we rejoice in what God's going to do. And because of that, verse number 11, to Him be dominion forever and ever. Amen. 1 Peter 5.11 in the Message Bible says this, will have you put together and on your feet for good. He gets the last yes. He does forever. That's a great word, isn't it? Okay, fourth and last. We're going to close. How do we deal with the devil? Devil, fourth and last. Be strengthened by the peace of God. Now, realize in that first century, they did not have peace. There was conflict in that Roman world. Rome bragged about the peace they were going to bring, but the peace was on the backs of the people they had conquered. And I've got a truth today to share with you. Never, never, never is this world going to have pure peace until the Prince of Peace comes again. John chapter 16, the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 33, says this, These things I have spoken to you, so that in Me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But take courage, I have overcome the world. Jesus said you're going to have conflict in the world. Be of good courage, I've overcome the world. Peter closes this in verse 13 and 14. says we are to express family greetings. Um, let me go ahead and read 12 and 13. Through Silvanus. Now who is that Silvanus there? Silas. Who do you equate Silas with all the time? Paul. Paul and Silas. Here he is with Peter. Our faithful brother, so, for so I regard him. I have written to you briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. Now verse 13. 
She who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends you greetings, and so does my son Mark. The word she in verse 13 is talking about the church. She is the church in Rome. Babylon is a code word for Rome. Why would Peter write in these code words? Because of persecution. She, the church, in Babylon, in Rome. And then in verse 14, you find an expression here. Greet one another with a kiss of love. I had a young man in the youth group get real excited about that one time. <laughs> and then I burst his bubble by saying, yeah, men kiss men on the cheek. And he went, oh man. <laughs> and then it says, peace be to you all who are in Christ. We defeat the devil by realizing that the peace God has given us is stronger than any conflict the devil can bring. But it's all inside. Well, let's look here at the last of the Bible. Take your Bible. I want you to find this. Revelation chapter 20. We'll close with this. Revelation chapter 20. Revelation 20 verse number 10. We can defeat the devil today, but he may win a battle tomorrow. We can defeat the devil temporarily. But listen to this. Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are also. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. <laughs> Boy, God one day is going to take old Lucifer and throw him down. He will be locked up, chained up, burned up forever and ever. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Let me pray with you. Father, thank You today for this wonderful Word and the wonderful letter of 1 Peter. I pray, Father, as we continue to travel through 2 Peter, God, that You would speak through Your Word. Father, I thank You for the peace I have which surpasses all understanding. I deal with the devil today. But Father, my victory is through the Lord Jesus Christ. In the matchless, wonderful name I pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a great day. Yeah.